Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the lack of a vendor refresh coming in Shadowkeep. This was sort of unofficially announced through some interviews while they were at PAX. I want to talk about this. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Click the link below, twitch.tv slash say no to rage, and you will be able to come in and hang out with us and join these conversations and be able to uh, contribute to the Q&A session. So why am I talking about this? Why am I talking about no vendor refresh? Uh, obviously, I'm not happy about this if it does turn out to be true. I think it's I think it's true. From the sources that I've, I've gleaned this information, uh, I think it's probably true. Now, my perspective, the, pr- perspective on this has shifted quite a bit after I thought about it. I was ticked. I was disappointed. But then I really, really started to think about it, and I landed on this a little bit differently. So hang with me. I'm not necessarily like being a bungee apologist and defending bungee i'm trying to give you perspective on why they would have waited and the reskinned raid armor is what brought me this epiphany so hang with me during this video i do want to start out by saying it's disappointing i'm not going to gloss over that i'm not going to act like it's not disappointing we're going to start there so i am going to try to be consistent here and say it is disappointing to hear there's no vendor refreshes both on the planetary npcs as well as the npcs in the tower somebody might be like what's a vendor refresh they're not going to get any updated loot they're not going to be doing anything with the weapons or anything like you're not going to be able to go to Devrim K and get new updated loot. Now the armor is getting updated to 2.0, but they're not doing anything with those loot pools. They're not doing anything with those vendors. The biggest shocker here of all is no vendor refresh for Shax and Zavala. I'm still bewildered by that. We might get more information on that forthcoming, but right now on when I'm recording this, September the 3rd, as far as we know from interviews they did at PAX, there's no plan to be doing any vendor refreshes in Shadowkeep. It's going to be a smaller Rise of Iron Size DLC. This will not be like Forsaken, okay? So we're going to start out by saying it's disappointing. Second, we're going to talk about dissonance. I believe this is going to create dissonance in the game. We're going to talk about why. And then at the end, I'm going to give you my theory on what's going on by saying a little goes a long way. I'm going to give you my theory at the end. So hang with me. I actually think this is probably a good thing. And it's probably going to be really confusing why I would say it's disappointing and creates dissonance. But why ultimately I think it's going to be a good thing. Okay. So let's continue to, to like have the conversation here. Disappointing. Alright, this has been a major point of contention for me if you've been familiar with my content for a really long time. If you go all back to December of 2017, I have been hammering away at the untapped potential of the NPCs in Destiny. Why do they rank up and not do anything differently when you rank them up? Internally, the game tracks your rank with Devrim K and all the other NPCs. I've been saying this since December of 2017. Why are you not putting stuff in the NPCs? Give them a seasonal rank. Give them something that you get every season by ranking them up. That would be like a, 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 a micro grind that could be beneficial to the entire game because it would give you things to do outside of the normal activities and would make the game feel like it's alive and has new things going on in it. The NPCs have their own loot pools, they have their own rank, they also have their own themes. There's a thematic, a very clear thematic thrust from every single NPC. Devrim K's armor looks completely different than Anna Bray's. They've got really, really cool looks and really, really cool feels as well as the weapons. It feels like an incredibly amount, incredible amount of untapped potential when you consider their loot pools, their guns, and their themes and how cool some of the stuff can look. I am worried, okay, I'm worried that folks are going to feel anything new or added was done sort of 
at the loss of Vanguard and Zavala or Crucible vendor updates. It's very easy for people to look at this and say, well, it's great that you're giving us new stuff. It's great that you're doing the artifact and the battle pass, but did you just rip stuff out of the Vanguard and Crucible and throw it in this battle pass? Are you just trying to squeeze more money out of us? I'm actually worried people are going to look at this the wrong way and be like, you're just taking content out of you know, the vendors and putting it in this battle pass. Keep in mind the battle pass is free when you buy Shadow Keep. So even if they do allocate loot in different boxes, like, well, we would have done a bunch of stuff for, you know, Shax and Zavala, but we wanted to introduce this new book idea. So you're still getting the same amount of stuff. We just kind of shuffled it over here. I- I'm-, I'm kind of okay with that, but I'm worried people are going to misinterpret it as like, almost like a net loss. Like we're getting less than we would have gotten if they would have put it in their in their NPC loopholes, if that makes sense. Okay. Second, let's talk about the dissonance. This is where I think things are going to start to get confusing if Bungie doesn't really fix this as soon as possible with quality of life updates in future seasons, okay? You've got new light players and brand new players coming into the game. You're making everybody 750, and the game is not going to feel unified for a variety of reasons. Number one, you're introducing Armor 2.0 as a giant value point for player investments and longevity of grind for the hardcore RPG players. Everything I see about Armor 2.0 looks amazing. But then you're also going to have Weapon System getting almost no treatment. They've not talked about it. They've even intimated in some interviews that they're doing nothing with the weapons. We've even seen pictures of raid guns with very generic rolls on them, which I guess that's okay with random rolls. Hopefully there's really awesome possible rolls on the raid guns, but I'm already kind of worried given what we've seen. And also, there's another layer of dissonance. So you've got really great investment on the Armor 2.0, almost nothing happening with the guns, and then you have a monsoon of static roll guns in the mix that more than likely new light players are going to be getting dropped into their inventories and using, which doesn't really make any sense. There's another layer of dissonance that I actually just thought of just now. You're motivating veteran players to go into old content to get Armor 2.0, Leviathan, Escalation Protocol, and the like, and the guns are going to be static rolled while I'm getting brand new updated armor pieces? That feels so, like, dissonant and imbalanced. It doesn't make sense. So you've got two ends of the spectrum here, I believe, sort of experiencing this in a negative way. Keep in mind... I think this is going to be good, but this is kind of the journey we're going to have to go through, okay? Veteran Guardians are going to go into old content and be like, why aren't the weapons updated? Brand new players are going to be playing the game and being like, there's all these amazing investment paths on the armor, but the guns are static rolled and some are random rolled. How do I differentiate between them? What's a good gun? What's a bad gun? Why is there no uniformity within the game and the loot delivery? This is really, really odd. Now, the hope would be that New Light players wouldn't focus on that. They would get some good loot from the book, from the battle pass that's free, and that they would maybe just spend the, spend the money, roll over in a shadow keep, and start chasing the new loot, okay? But ultimately, I think this also does one something to the game that creates dissonance and imbalance. It locks the planets, it locks the planets and all those NPCs sort of in another season. Like, they're just kind of left behind, irrelevant, they don't matter, they're never brought forward, and I don't like that. I do not like opening this director, looking at all these planets, all these activities, all these NPCs, and feeling like, man, this stuff just continues to get left behind, and it just doesn't matter. Now, let me realign your frustration and the way you're thinking about this. Let me calm you down, because you're sitting here, yes, Lona, oh, frick, this is stupid, this is awful. All right, let's calm down. Number one, 
I believe that Bungie's main focus of what they're believing that we're going to be focusing on in Shadowkeep is Shadowkeep. You're going to be focusing on the Moon, the Nightmare Hunts, the Vex Offensive, the new raid, the new loot pool with Eris, the guns you can grind with her and farm her with her or whatever, or craft with her. That's going to be where your focal point of focus is. I don't think you're going to be really focusing on old loot pools, old armor. Now, you might to a certain degree, but to a certain extent, I don't think they're confident in the old content really, really winning you over. So let me give you my theory now at the end about why this is probably a good thing and why they did it, all right? I don't think they want to muddy the waters of paid content with reused content. The reaction of the community from the reskinned raid armor is all the proof you need that it probably wouldn't go over really well. Because people would ask the question, what exactly am I paying for in Shadowkeep if you're rejuvenating Escalation Protocol, or you're rejuvenating this loot pool, or this planet's loot pool, or this NPC over here? That was in the game before now, so what exactly am I paying for? I believe that would have been a mistake, and I think the reskin raid armor backs me on this prediction that people would not have looked at Shadowkeep and thought, wait, it's Rise of Iron Size, am I even getting, we're only getting one location instead of two, we're only getting the moon and you're throwing in a bunch of reskinned already existing loot in the game and already existing activities. Why would you do that? What am I paying for? They don't want to muddy the waters, okay? They also don't want people feeling like Oh man, I'm focused on all the new content. That quality of life update's cool and all, but I don't really care. I think ultimately people are going to cluster around the new activities and the new loot, so I believe they've made the right call. Again, my perspective on this changed the more I thought about it, and here's why. I believe that when you look at the battle pass, the fact that they're creating two tracks, a free track and the premium track, and they've got the artifact, Bungie is going to attempt to have three sort of value points every season, three free value points, and three paid value points. Number one, let's talk about the paid value points. There will be a new activity to replace Vex Offensive with a new loot pool for loot for you to chase. There is also the premium track on the... Uh, on the battle pass you got those two and then the third thing would be that new loot pool new activity the premium track on the battle pass new loot pool those are your three value points I believe they will also have running parallel to that three free value points you've got the artifact to level up every season and that coincides with the free track on the battle pass so you've got the free track on the battle pass functioning as like a hey this is a free value point to you i believe they will also then consider and i hope that they do this rejuvenating an old piece of content for free so let's imagine in the winter they're like hey escalation protocol's been reskinned we've got new bosses the loot's been changed and updated totally for free The reason I think they're doing this is I believe that, number one, that'll take less development time. Number two, as long as they're keeping you in the game for free with the artifact, with the free track on the battle pass, and something free like Escalation Protocol and Anna Bray's loot getting updated, number one, you can't criticize reskins or reuse content if it's free. Number two, it keeps you in the game. It keeps you in the game. And then you're way more likely to spend the $10 because every time you're checking that battle pass, you're like, dude, for $10, I get that bottom track. I get that new activity. I get that new loot pool. I believe Bungie is going down that pathway of every season. There will be something they do in the world for free. That's like a reskin repurpose. And there'll be something that you pay for 
which is the new activity, the new loot pool, and that bottom tier of the battle pass. I believe that is where we are headed. I hope and pray that I'm right, because these old NPCs, these old loot pools, and these old activities, I believe need to be repurposed and reused. I think there's so much in the game. There's so many planets and so many items that could be repurposed and reused, but they have to do it in a way where it doesn't muddy the monetized content. You can't have people paying for a season or shadow keep and throwing in a bunch of repurposed reskin stuff because people saw a helmet that was a reskin for the raid armor and people are losing their minds. How much more would they lose their minds and criticize the monetized content if it was full of repurposed stuff? So that's my theory on what they're doing and why they're doing it. I hope I'm right. I hope maybe this can help you with some perspective and we can calm down. Obviously, if I'm wrong and we get on the other end of the winter season and they don't do anything with the old NPCs or the old content or the old loot, I will probably take them the task for just sitting on a giant potential like land swell of content and things for us to do. We'll have to wait and see. Q&A is going to follow this video. As always, I appreciate you listening and watching in all the other locations. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about no vendor refreshes coming to Shadowkeep. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now. So click the link below, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If I'm not live, you can click follow. If you're watching in the other locations, hit and like, subscribe, or following is a super easy way to support me. I want to jump right into the questions. We're going to run this Q&A right up to reset when the community challenge starts. So we've got about an hour and 20 minutes. JZH Gaming. Do you think we would be getting a weapons 2.0 at some point that gives us more control over roles and perks? I don't know if they're ever going to take us down this road of putting the perks you want on a gun. I, I just I think guns are in another category than armor. Armor is more about like the the random stat rolls influencing and then what you look like, and I think them giving you freedom over like reloader perks or scavenger perks. I don't know if that level of freedom is equal to being able to put outbreak, you know, I'm sorry, uh, outlaw and rampage on every gun. Like, I don't know if they're going to go down that road. I think there's a, there's a different, you know, sort of thematic idea behind letting you do it on armor because of the influence those mods have over there's a big difference between a scavenger perk or an ammo finder perk and rampage do you understand like i I don't know if you can say they're equal so i don't know if we could justify and say give us armor 2.0 or and now give us you know weapons 2.0 i i just don't know if we can go down that road and try to put the genie back in the box when I feel like you'd undercut a lot of grind and a lot of rolls. What would I be grinding for then on a weapon? What would be random on the weapon then? Random rolls is a huge, huge value point of grind and, and loot pursuit. Super phenomenal with 20 months. Welcome back. Four months for Lucky J86. Thank you. Um, I don't know. I, I just... I don't think we're going to see this on weapons. Now, I could see them doing maybe more perks or perk ra- more perk randomization, more depth, maybe an extra slot that could be unlocked that you could put one thing on. Um, again, more modification. But I don't know if you're going to go down... The, like, I don't know if in six months you're going to be crafting your own gun roll. That just seems to be not nearly the same as saying hey I love the way this armor looks and this is great now I can throw hand cannon reloader on it like it's hand cannon reloader I mean think of all the perks you can put on anything even some of the most influential perks hand cannon reloader enhanced hand cannon targeting hands on or heavy lifting to give you more super inform- you know super energy 
Are you going to try to say that any of those perks are on a level playing field with Rampage, with Outlaw, with Feeding Frenzy, you know, Kill Clip? I just don't think so. I think what I would ask for them from a Weapons 2.0 is a complete overhaul of how perks work so that maybe there's more perks on a gun then a god roll is more about perk synergy give us maybe a little bit control over how perks you know maybe i can change one so if i get the right roll i can create my own perk synergy or something i don't think we need to be slotting in our own perks on guns i think that would be an enormous mistake but maybe more perks and more perk diversity so we're not all running rampage outlaw i think would be a good thing I think a way to get there would be to simplify the weapon system and have all primaries in the primary slot and all secondaries in the secondary slot because they could give us elemental primaries again because elemental primaries are a joke. There's no reason to limit elemental primaries. All they do is pop shields. Then you can start to have more perks and perk combinations and perk synergies that are woven around the elements. You know, I'm not going for raw damage with Rampage Outlaw. I'm going for a build that complements my solar damage weapon because it does damage over time and a solar explosion and a little bit of napalm on the next character that I shoot, something like that. I think that would give them more freedom with building perks and synergies that would make people lean away from Rampage Outlaw on every dadgum gun that they're going to use in PvE. So, And if you're new here and you're enjoying this content, the back and forth, it's like an interactive podcast, remember to click the follow button. That's the little heart button. That's a free way to support what I do. Thank you guys for being here. So, so many people have taken an interest in the channel lately. I've tried to make good changes. Hopefully, if you've been here in the past, you've been enjoying the vibe. It's a little bit more lighthearted, a little bit more discussion-oriented. Debates are fun, but I've tried to calm down with the uh, with the, the debates and the argument. I try to make it more fun and lighthearted. So hopefully you're enjoying yourself. I certainly am. Thank you guys for being here. Next question from Bob Boys. Uh, a prime sub coming in from a dog you know. Enjoy your dough badge and emotes. Enjoy ad-free viewing on the channel as a sub. If you guys want ad-free viewing, I know ads can be kind of rough. Uh, you, you can use your sub here, and prime subs are uh, a great way to do that. Boy says, I think the vendor refresh would be a bit much in Shadowkeep, in which there will be multiple sources for new rewards and taking away focus on the shops. Do you think seasonal updates uh, with refreshes would be better? I mean, this is in line with how I landed the plane of my discussion, so you probably submitted this question before I, I got to that point. I said, I really, I really, really think that they started to say... We don't need to upgrade those loot pools because everyone's going to be focused on Eris Morn's new loot pool, Shadow, I'm sorry, uh, Nightmare Hunt, Vex Offensive, the new raid, the moon, like they're going to be, they're going to be clustering around the new. We cluster around new, so they wouldn't have, number one, it would have opened them up for criticism of like, am I paying for reskin? What exactly am I paying for here, Bungie? You're just reskinning old guns and you're updating old loot pools and old NPCs? Why am I paying for this? So number one, it would have opened them up to criticism. Number two... They might not have got a lot of bang for their buck out of the work because people wouldn't be focusing on those NPCs and those loot pools anyway. They'd be focused on Eris Morn and the Moon. Um, Charger BD with a brand new Prime sub. Thank you. So I would say, I would say if you're if you're looking at it from that perspective, just keep in mind, it's it's probably very likely you're going to be in a, in a healthy way distracted by Eris, the moon, the new weapons and the new activities. You're not going to be bummed about Devrim K not getting an update. Now Zavala and Shax maybe, especially Crucible folks. But again, we cluster around the new activities and they're probably going to get more life out of reskins or repurposes or or updates to the vendors if they do it for free in the seasonal content beyond. Again, I line that up in my video. I think there's going to be two 
tracks always happening, okay? You're going to have the the free track, which is the artifact, the top part of the battle pass, and then an updated NPC loot pool and probably an updated activity. Nobody can complain about that. It's free. And then the $10 gets you the premium part of the battle pass, probably more out of the artifact, maybe, and then a new activity and new loot. I don't know. A lot of quests do make you play old content, though. Sure, but I don't think that's your focus, right? Your focus in the in the crux of the community. The lion's share of the community diving into Shadowkeep is not looking backwards at old loot. They're looking forward at the new loot. And by the time we get to the winter, when you're kind of done with all those new activities, that could be the perfect time for them to say, we're going to update an old activity, we're going to update its loot pool, that's totally free. For those of you that are spending money, here's all the extra stuff you get for the $10. I, I don't know. That's where I think they're headed with this with this two-track mindset of free and monetized. Ghostface. Was there ever a reason given as to why they never implemented D1 vendor faction resets in D2? Uh, they never gave a reason. I mean, it's not... I don't think it's difficult to theorize. I think that they had a massive loot pool that to update that entire loot pool would have been really, really hard. I think in Forsaken, the focus was the new content, the new locations, the new loot, and they had a couple they had a couple of other weapons get rejuvenated you know the half dan the better devils and some others that got updated to random roll i think the uh, the antiope some people call it the antiope the antiope i believe that there there were a couple but i don't think there if you got to think about it like this again what am I paying for in Forsaken? If Bungie would have come out and been like, guys, we spent a bunch of time, all those old guns are now dropping random rolls, really, really full loop pool, you're really going to love it. People would have been like, hold the phone. I'm spending $40 for Forsaken. How much of that's going to weapons that are already in the freaking game and you're just changing them to random rolls? Again, all you got to do is look at how the community responded to one fuzzy picture from a phone of a reskinned raid helmet to know Bungie's got to be very careful if they're going to repurpose and reskin old vendors or old loot inside of monetized content. I think it needs to be free. To avoid, number one, it avoids the criticism. Number two, it keeps the game alive and keeps things bolstered and full and feeling like things are happening. Uh, it also helps that you know with their limited bandwidth, it's probably easier you know to to work with existing systems and encounters, activities, and loot than making it for you know fresh from scratch. So there, I think there's a lot to be gained from reusing and repurposing old old loot pools and old activities but if they throw that into paid content it immediately makes it confusing for people and even maybe a point of criticism uh i loading nine i forgot to say this in the raid topic but what do you think about the raid challenges being tied to clan bounties don't you think the d1 system was better i tend to agree with you here um I, I tend to agree with you here. I also think they could just yank the challenges out and put them on the armor. If I'm right about the armor being like Solstice armor, that's where the challenges could reside. So, truth is harsh. Loney, uh, Bungie effed up big time this DLC. It's not out yet, so I guess take that harsh truth. It's not even out yet, so you don't know that. I mean, you're happy to think that. Don't play it, I guess. But it's not even out yet. We don't know how good or bad the DLC is because there's no vendor refresh I mean how much did the vendor refresh in Forsaken really do for you what does Zavala's new loot do for you what did Shax's new loot do for you in Forsaken didn't do anything for me I was playing the campaign Tangled Shore, Dreaming City the new stuff, the new loot the new things to chase I, I wasn't going and paying jack squat of attention 
to Zavala and Shax. I just, I don't want to make a mountain out of a mole here, here. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in the lack of vendor refresh, but I, I just don't know if that's what you want in a DLC is a bunch of vendor refreshes, which ultimately probably would have been stuff that they already was already in the game. If here's the thing that kills me about the naysayers and the complainers, okay? I think there are probably legitimate criticisms of any content that Bungie's ever put out. If you don't think I think there's legitimate criticisms, then you probably never watched my content because it's usually laced with more criticism and suggestions than it is of praise. If you added up how many times I've criticized Bungie and suggested changes, if you added all that up and then you added up how many times I've praised Bungie, it's like a skyscraper versus a shack, like a little house. Like I have not, almost none of my content is, is lauding praise. It's almost all critical and trying to find ways to make the game better. It's not like negative and complaining, no matter what the other content creators like to passively say about me. I, I that My content's usually critical with suggestions on how to improve the game. So, I, in, in this regard, I'm telling you, people that are complaining and whining would have immediately jumped to, why am I paying for Shadowkeep if you're just updating a bunch of the old NPCs and the old loot pools? What am I even paying for? People, and I know I'm right on this, and here's why. I can prove it. People did this in Forsaken when Exotics returned. I can't believe we're paying for Exotics. They took away from us in D1. People literally said that and typed that up and thought it was a legitimate complaint that like they brought back exotics. Well, what are we paying for, Bungie? Imagine them updating a loot pool or an NPC that's already in the game. That's exactly what people would say. They said it about exotics coming back from D1. One exotic. Well, what am I paying for? Where well, they took those away in D1. Come on. That's not legitimate. And that's exactly what people would say if they replenished the old NPCs. A DLC is a complete overhaul. We all love the game and we want the game to do well, but not doing anything for the game, but focusing everything they have on Eververse and Battle Pass is just a kick in the nuts. Your summary is completely absurd. They're focusing... Let's really... Let's really... Let's break this down. Let's break this down because you're actually taking the time to interact. They're focusing, quote, everything they have on Eververse, false, and the Battle Pass, false. You think the Raid Team, Strike Team, Weapon Design Team, Armor Team, Sandbox Team, Crucible Team, you think all those teams are focusing all their energy on the Eververse and the Battle Pass. Are, like, that that's completely untenable. You, there's literally no way for you to, number one, how could you prove that? Number th- number two, there's literally no way that's what they're doing. The amount of Eververse content added? Come on. A brand new moon. Nightmare hunt. Vex offensive. Two new strikes. What are you even talking about? A brand new raid. But they're focusing everything on the Eververse and the Battle Pass. What a kick in the nuts. Come on. If you're going to make a point, make a point. Don't just throw out some hyperbolic charge statement that'll probably get likes and clicks on Twitter that's completely inaccurate. It's provably inaccurate. That's not what they're doing. Like, the Battle Pass gets thrown in as something extra, and your conclusion is that that's what they're focusing everything on? Come on. Come on. Get real. Excedrin with the next question. I need some right now. That guy gave me a headache. Sorry for the topic. Sorry for the off-topic question from the roundtable. If the armor can be upgraded, do you think we will be on raid completions or challenges or something more specific? What would you like to have as goals as the armor? 
Here's the thing. If it's challenges, I think that gets complicated. We just had a question about like, oh, the challenges, should they be in, you know, Hawthorne or should they be Isaac? Oh, they could put them on the armor. There's uh, the, the only problem there is, is if only one guy gets the gauntlets and he's like, can we please do the challenge? And I'm like, dude, shut up. We don't want to do the challenge. You're the only one with the gauntlets. I think that could be that could be problematic. I would think I would think a really easy way to do this would be to have it be like a currency in the raid like we had in Wrath and you can continue to get that currency after three completions we've wanted a reason to run raids beyond three for a while this would be a good way to do that guys if we run it two more times today i'll get enough currency to to upgrade the armor to the next to the next appearance threshold like i'll just plug in the currency i don't know i think that'd be the easiest way to do it now somebody be like well can't they just farm the opening encounter then and just get their currency over and over again well if you're smart about it bungie could basically say you know you you get you get more currency the further you go in the raid. Well, then Lona wouldn't they just farm the ending encounter? Uh, you know, this is a great conversation we're having with myself. I, I honestly, I, I think you're always going to have a problem with currency trickle and people check checkpoint farming. I don't think you legislate to that minority. I think most people just run through raids with people, get the completions, get the currency, and unlock the armor. If they want to checkpoint farm, let them checkpoint farm. Like who gives a frick? Uh, the other thing you could say is. Um, well, the other thing you do with the currency is that you get, it would be like a, it could be like a repeatable bounty like Ada. It could be like a bounty for the currency that, that like regens, like replenishes itself every time you run the raid. So, and it would check the boxes. First encounter, second encounter, third encounter, fourth encounter. Once all those boxes are checked, here's the currency. Here's your currency reward. You completed a full raid. That would mitigate people being able to checkpoint farm. It would give you a reason to run it forever, however many freaking times you wanted beyond three. And then you could just keep redoing that bounty. And then that would force people to run the whole raid. And you'd still get the currency to unlock, you know, the ornaments on the armor or something like that. Like, I just, I, I, I do, I do sometimes worry that we want to, we, we, we don't want to legislate and create all these restrictions and development, you know, all this development time to people that are in a gross minority. Like the amount of people that would do that, I think most people would be like, dude, let's just freaking run it. Now, here's another soft way to motivate people just to run the entire raid instead of just checkpoint farming for the most currency, okay? I would say it'd be very easy to give people non-powerful drops after their first three runs as a soft motivation to just like stay in the raid and not back out. So... All the different currencies are taking up too much disk space. I don't know if that's true, and I don't know if anybody has ever said that from Bungie. You could be right. I have a lot of skepticism about that being true, since currencies are literally just zeros and one in the game. There's no physical space. There's no model for it. There's nothing attached to it. It's literally just a little picture with a number. I, I, I have severe doubts that the little thumbnail for a currency with a number associated is taking up tons of space and tons of data. I don't think that's how... I have I have a rudimentary understanding of data, and I don't think that's taking up a lot of data. It's literally a thumbnail with a number assigned to it. That's not a, a gun, a ship, something, a physical 3D model. It's not a space, a boss fight, or a mechanic. Um, yeah, audio files in different languages uh, are probably, you know, taking up way, uh, way more space. So, um, yeah, next question is from Real uh, LT Ratman says... Uh, should year one Vanguard and Crucible armor come back? It is coming back. I don't know if you've seen the uh, the pictures. I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but it is coming back, and it's going to be anything earnable. Any armor, any armor that's earnable will drop as two dot as two dot oh. 
uh, Ed to the Word says, What is the benefit of using a scuff while playing Destiny, and will it help combat those who use mouse and keyboard illegally on consoles? Oh my gosh. Brother, what kind of a question is... Okay, first and foremost, a scuff helps you in marginal ways because you don't have to take your fingers off of the thumbsticks, okay? Um... (laughs) that's it so instead of having to hit a button for reload or for jump you can keep both thumbs on the sticks and they're still engaged so your movement's not disrupted while you jump shade step uh, or reload Um, similarly to how you don't have to interrupt your movement to throw a grenade melee or ADS okay so that's what it helps with I I don't know how much you can measure that benefit I'm sure it helps people that are really really good I think that the I think the impact of a scuff I think the impact goes up along a bell curve the higher skill the player so like if I'm using a scuff and I get really good at like remembering which buttons to click because I was terrible at it when I tried to do it but let's say I work at it for like a month okay well my skill level is probably limiting how much of an impact that has on my performance but the you further up the bell curve in skill you go I think the more impact something like that has so you put a scuff in the hands of someone like Lumi Saint Shade Step himself I think the impact of having those under paddles does more for him than it does for me if that makes sense to the second part of your question will it help combat people who use mouse and keyboard your words not mine illegally on console listen I I don't know if it's illegal I I don't know how they're doing I mean if they're doing it with a zim um, then I guess you you really didn't like watching Dr. Lupo play trials back in the day (laughs) he's a cheater isn't he you know can you believe Lupo making money and carrying people in trials with cheating with a mouse and keyboard I, it's, it's amazing it's a, it's a controversy to this day that I think just still follows him and haunts him but I, I actually don't <laughs> this is pure sarcasm I don't I don't think this is a, is a, is a huge deal um, so I, I'm I, 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 I don't know if you can really maintain this standpoint anymore because they're starting to support mouse and keyboard native use on the Xbox and the PlayStation 4 Um I, I don't know if Destiny supports it yet, but I would imagine that eventually they would. Because if it becomes natively supported by the platform, why would you f- not? You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, Rusty says, Shadowkeep seems to have a last-minute decision after... Okay, hang on. I want to I start over. Shadowkeep seems to have been a last-minute decision after the Activision breakup. Uh, some people are complaining about reused assets, which I understand. We've seen one picture, okay? But I think Bungie had to cut corners to get all of this done in time. Armor 2.0, cross AVTC. With this in mind, do you think Bungie wants to do vendor refreshes but simply don't have the bandwidth? I mean, I think the limited bandwidth is, is a true thing, okay? Limited bandwidth is true. We don't have to speculate on that because Luke Smith essentially told us that in the director's cut. Now, how that limited bandwidth lands on their prioritization and their triaging, we're, we're in the dark on that. But I don't think it's difficult to speculate that if Bungie has limited bandwidth, are they going to prioritize new activities and new loot or old loot cycles, loot pools, and old activities? Like, which do you think they're going to lean towards? You don't have to be a, a psychic to figure this out. They're going to lean their bandwidth toward the new. Why? Because that's generally where people are going to focus their attention. Why am I buying Shadowkeep? 
New, 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 new. Oh, that sounds pretty good. If they're like, why should I buy Shadowkeep? New, new, uh, some reused stuff over here, some old stuff over here, repurpose here, and then new, new, new. Oh, I don't know. I, it sounds like you guys are kind of re, re-skinning stuff. You know, the, the, the earth blows up because we see a screenshot of reskinned raid armor. I mean, even your question, people are complaining about reused assets, plural. What are you talking about? The, ar- the, the raid armor, okay, what else? What else is reused? Oh, I think I know why you put it in plural. The seemingly reskinned Osiris Forge weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So anyway, yeah, this I think is... First of all, I don't agree with your premise. I don't think this was a last-minute decision after the Activision breakup. Okay, first and foremost, companies this size don't make last-minute decisions. Oh, frick! We're free from Activision. And Luke Smith gets on the mic. All right, everybody. Attention, attention. Last-minute decision here. Just fired from the cuff. What's good, Jerry? How are you, Bob? Let's make a DLC. Like, they're not doing that. Like This was a planned and... There was there was forethought into this. There was probably, you know, they probably went through the company and gave like, okay, how much could you guys think you could do in this? This is our window. This is how much time we have to develop this content. How much do you think you could give us? I, I, I just, there is literally not a scenario where companies this size make last minute decisions. That's like, that isn't a thing. It's not like, well, we were going to go to Subway for lunch, but now we're going to Pizza Hut. Like, it isn't like, it isn't like that. These things are put in motion well before any of this happened now maybe they shelved some things and said we'll get to that when we're not under Activision anymore cross save uh, a free entry point you know we'll we'll get to, we'll get to that we'll get to that when we're not under Activision but I don't think you would classify that as a last minute decision I also just don't think they're I, I don't know if they're cutting corners again I'm not trying to be a Bungie apologist. I'm just trying to be charitable here in light of the way the community reacts. Do you think Bungie's going to stare down the barrel of community outrage over a reskinned raid helmet and they're going to be like, I've got a brilliant idea. Let's really bolster Shadowkeep with a bunch of reskins and, and updates to NPCs and old armor and old guns right? Now, somebody might push back and be like, Lono, we're just asking for a refresh on Zavala and Shax. Okay, granted, if you want new stuff from Zavala and Shax, I hear where you're coming from, but when they introduced Forsaken, okay, let, let's let's really do some comparison here that I just thought of. When they introduced Forsaken, Petra doesn't have, like, her own loot pool. I mean, the Dreaming City does, but she doesn't have, like, a loot pool. Eris Morn, from what we've ga- ga- like gathered from their, their promotional materials, you're going to be, like, forging weapons with her. So they've added, like, a nice little loot pool to her, okay? Spider didn't have a loot pool either. So the Tangled Shore NPC and the Dreaming City NPC didn't really have loot pools. Now, I know there's Tangled Shore gear and there's Dreaming City gear, sure, but there's moon gear from what we've what, what we've deduced from pictures. There's gear that's going to be dropping while you're on the moon. So it's like, and they're also adding the artifact, and they're also adding the battle pass, and they're also adding two new activities: d- d- nightmare hunt and vex offensive. I, I don't know. Like when I look at Tangled Shore doesn't have any activities on it does it it had the the adventures the baron fights but there's no loot loopable activity there dreaming city has 
the blind well what like it, 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 who loves that i mean the blind well is cool but you can't match make instancing's terrible and there's no intentional loot grind so from where i sit things are looking not bigger than forsaken but maybe more focused so nightmare hunts instanceable with matchmaking it's got three difficulty settings the uh vex offensive is a six-man matchmade activity we've been asking for stuff like that people really love the menagerie I don't know. I'm looking at it and thinking, do I care about Zavala and Shaxx that much? Do I really? I don't know if I do. Did I care that much about Zavala and Shaxx when Forsaken came out? I don't think anybody really did. I don't know. To me, I, I really think if they're if we know they're they're functioning on limited bandwidth, some of these decisions start to make more sense. And also if they're getting more bang for their buck, like, well, we have limited bandwidth, so we want to deliver content that's loopable and rewarding and fun and intentional rather than just updating an NPC's loot pool. A couple of guns in Zavala's inventory. Who the frick cares about that? What are you going to do? You're going to do what I did and just go pump him full of tokens until he spits out a, uh, what's the frickin' gun that everybody wanted to get from him? I mean, come on. The, it's not, I always want to call it the, star, the starter pistol, but that's not right. <laughs> That's why I always want to call it that freaking thing. The service revolver. Thank you. You just pump it full of tokens for a god roll service revolver. I mean, come on. Is that content? No. I, you know, so disappointing. Yes. But is it understandable? I think so. I, I think it's understandable given limited bandwidth and what they're really trying to pull off here. Uh, Evil the Waffler says with this with this news of reskin raid armor i'm worried that the cool armor that we saw is from the eververse and so i'm worried that the cool looking armor will be from the eververse and will be paid only what's your thoughts if this happens from what we've seen that really cool vex armor is in the battle pass so you don't have to spend money to get it and we were told by luke smith the armor that drops in the battle pass can drop in the world with better stats so i'm not worried now if they sell ornamental versions in the eververse to make it look cooler and cleaner then i guess get over it it's vanity you know if it's covered in moss and grass when you get it and it drops and you gotta drop some bright dust or some silver on the ornaments to make it look crispy and clean I'm I I don't know I, I I I'm not super worried about that. Eververse as a system and as a vanity system has been totally fine since its inception. I'm not worried about them saying "Welcome to Shadowkeep." All the pretty stuffs in the Eververse. Get out your credit card. I just don't think they're going to do that. They understand the volatile danger that the Eververse poses. They're not. I just don't think they can. You sitting right here in this chat listening to me lurking or chatting or tweeting or commenting on YouTube or Reddit or forums, I believe we hold significant sway and power over the Eververse. I do do not think they will be able to be uh, underhanded about any of this. They can't be underhanded at the end of the season being like, you want to complete your battle pass? We're going to squeeze you for $25. <laughs> they cannot afford to do that. It wouldn't work. Their goal with all of this is to keep you in the game 
as much as possible whether it's the the artifact for really really low level casual players and that and that battle pass you're just you're always getting something something's always happening in the world or the hardcore player that's investing in armor 2.0 and just keeps grinding for that god roll their goal is to keep you playing i really really don't think they're going to threaten that engagement with saying we've hoarded all the cool stuff and we've shoved it in the eververse the statements that people make about the eververse are all mu- I, I swear critical statements about the eververse have one thing in common almost every time they're completely exaggerated and inaccurate i i've almost never i don't know if i've ever read a criticism of the eververse that's been on point and not completely exaggerated it's just like the stuff that i read i'm sometimes i'm like do you even pay attention to this freaking game and how much content gets added and you're like the one armor set per class per season is like a problem you know and then a bunch of sparrow ships and shaders i just i don't i don't know i think people make a mountain out of it i think people that make a mountain out of it uh peewee 215 says sorry if this question's already answered but does no vendor refresh mean no new pinnacle weapons for shacks like recluse we have confirmation there's a gambit pinnacle and a crucible pinnacle but for whatever reason vanguard pinnacle was omitted from the line item that we read and we don't know if that means it comes from somewhere else we really have no clue what the frick's going on we'll have to wait and see uh what they say alex mike what do you think about bungie allowing forsaken and Shadowkeep exotics to be dropped for new light players but they can't use them until they buy the content okay is this something that's happening or are you making a suggestion you're saying what do you think about Bungie allowing Forsaken and Shadowkeep Exotics to be dropped for new light players but they can't use them until they buy the new content so I need you to clarify and chat can help me that is happening says Alex Mike in the chat okay so can anybody else confirm that this is accurate that you'll be getting that's happening says Dark Taco um okay uh, let me think about this I've not thought about this before I don't have an opinion form just yet um I'm okay with it I'm okay with it but I'm also not okay with it wait a minute why would they do this why would they do this there's so many exotics in the game if you don't own shadow keep why would they not be dropping exotics that you have access to I don't know Ugh. ah yeah I don't know about this, man. I don't know about this, man. It might be a technological challenge because of cross-save. It might be a technological challenge because of cross-save because, like, cross-save may be removing internal database barriers that makes this happen automatically. Maybe it's too difficult to splice it and say, now, hang on a minute. This person owns Shadowkeep over here, so it's okay for this to drop. This person doesn't own Shadowkeep anywhere so it can't drop it might be a database technological requirements because of cross save i'm not trying to justify it i'd be pretty miffed if i was brand new to the game and i was like oh what's this oh what i can't use this i have to buy the content there's a ton of exotics that i could use and drop right now why aren't you dropping those i would hope I would hope that Bungie would create a propensity for people that it reads as like, especially a new light player. The game should sort of be like, there should be a propensity here for year one exotics to drop way more often. You shouldn't be wandering around. You, you, 
you shouldn't be wandering around and having like Thunder Lord and uh, wait, what else would be an exotic that would drop from the second years? You know, Geo Mags. I don't know. I I would be irritated at that. I don't. I think that's a bad look. I think that's a bad look. And I would hope that Bungie would be protecting against that to say, if you're brand new and you're a new light player, we're gonna basically ensure that exotics dropping are exotics you can use. Again, some of this may be a database thing. Like as soon as you go from from you know from your PC to your Xbox, it's like. We don't know whether or not you own Shadowkeep. We just know that you're a level such and such guardian that has tons of stuff in your inventory. Like, what if Shadowkeep stuff's in your inventory and that's what triggers it? I don't know. It, 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 this this has the potential to land poorly, and I would hope that they would be smart about this because um, people are saying, well, it can happen. It's an incentive to buy. It's incentive to purchase. I th- I don't like the way that makes me feel. I don't want. I don't want a new person unfamiliar with Destiny to read that the way that it looks. Bungie may be saying, look, there's nothing we can do. We brought you guys cross-save, and unfortunately, an outlier of cross-save is that the database barriers are removed, which means you can get stuff to drop that you can't use because you don't own the content on that platform. But the brand new player doesn't freaking know that. All they know is you're dropping loot. And then attaching a like a like a like a, a price tag on it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just that would not get interpreted in a charitable way by virtually anybody that it happens to. Oh man, this is great, dude. Been playing Destiny for a couple of days. <gasps> An exotic drop. Oh my gosh, sweet. Pick it up. Great out. Must purchase Shadow Keep. What the f- like? I don't know. I don't know that that poses a greater threat to that new player's experience and hopefully Bungie thought about that um that's uh yeah that's that's not a that's not a good look Teddy here is it possible that they put most effort into time building uh, in, uh, and time into building Shadowkeep and the season pass system that the vendor refresh could be put into a later season? Yeah, I mean, this is essentially what we've already been asked today and that's kind of already my, my prediction is that that's what they're going to be trying to do with the future seasons your idea on a free reskin activity sounds awesome, but also a big ask from Bungie for free. I feel that there is a line in which if you provide too much good free content, people will not see the value to buy the season. Where do you think that line is, if there's a line at all? Here's something you have to understand. They have a choice. They have three options. Never repurpose any old activity or any of those old loot pools. They could decide to never do that because they don't want to face the criticism, right? Their other two options are do it and charge for it. Eh, that probably wouldn't go over very well. Their other option is do it and make it free. Now, here's where I, you could really land this plane and you could say, well, why would I ever pay money because I get this free content over here? Number one, you got to consider how limited that would be, okay? Let's just say they update Anna Bray's loot pool and they upgrade escalation protocol for the winter season you think you're gonna do that for 10 weeks or maybe get a little bored and think you know I'm level 45 on the battle pass there's a ton of dope looking stuff in there there's also a new activity with new guns and new armor and I can get access to that for $10 I don't know I don't think 
that the 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 rejuvenation of old content is a villain and the enemy of people buying new content. I really don't think so. Um, Pika Chu with a brand new sub. Welcome to the Rage. Just enjoy your dope badge and emotes. Your dope and deserve dope stuff. Enjoy ad free viewing on the channel. Appreciate you being here. I out of their three choices, never do it. That seems like a completely awful idea. Why would you leave? every single loot pool activity and thing from year one in the dustbin a year from now why would you leave forges reckoning and menagerie in the dustbin why they're good they're good they're good loot grinds i mean reckoning isn't yet it's going to get better but like the forges and menagerie are great why would you not repurpose them a year from now and your choices when repurposing them is included in monetized content or don't. If you include it in monetized content, you're almost assuredly going to get criticism and people kind of recoiling and being like, wait, 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 I'm paying for content I already own and you're just kind of repackaging it and giving it back to me? What the frick? No, like, I don't know. I don't know. I think having two tracks in the game, free and monetized, is where we're headed. And I think that's exactly what they're going to do with the old loot pools, old NPCs, and old activities. It'll be in the free track to make the game... If the game always feels like something is happening and, the, and people feel good, they're way more likely to play and they're way more likely to spend money. So... Potato of Death. I read a, uh, I read a Reddit thread from PAX and it stated that weapons will take planetary mats. Should I masterwork my weapons now to save on cost? absolutely not I would not masterwork anything right now I wouldn't waste any resources any enhancement cores nothing I I don't think that that would be a good move age of triumph content to repurpose vendors well I mean do people not remember do people not remember the golden era of destiny 1 was repurposed free content that's a really big ask from Bungie Lono they literally repurposed and repackaged the loot pools for all four raids in Destiny 1. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I think... <laughs> I think... I think. I don't know. I think there's a lot of room there. I think there's a lot of room. I think they could pull it off. Um, and I think it could, again, bolster the... It could bolster the content to give people that sense that there's always something happening. There's always something going on. Um... Lost Hollows says, "What do you think we should start when? Oh, what do you think we should start when the com- community challenge event comes out? Whatever the frick you want, man, doesn't matter to me. You do whatever you want. I think the number of people engaged daily is so high. Nightfalls will probably happen automatically. Um, a very small portion of the daily engaged player base needs to run like a nightfall, um, and they and Bungie was smart." Bungie was smart. They are requiring you to run at least one Nightfall if you want to get the rewards when we pull it off. So, more than likely, you know, close to a million players a day logging in, if one-tenth of those people boot up and do Nightfalls, we're almost done with Nightfalls in like a day. So, I would think the 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 hive on the moon and escalation protocol and the nodes I think are going to be where people actually have to kind of focus their attention. And Bungie might have to kick us in the pants in a couple of days and say, "Hey, make sure and do this." Here's where I'm kind of wondering where this challenge is going to go because if there's no loot incentive, I'm confused why anybody would care. So, it's possible the resonant stem farm 
what if they updated those guns with random rolls and armor 2.0 on the armor I don't know I just I feel like they're requiring the nightfall so everybody's gonna run the nightfall we're gonna hit the nightfall one without even trying because so many people are just gonna boot up and run a nightfall to get the thing okay and then beyond that EP running EP that many times farming EP farming the, the, the stems I just don't know I'm like are people gonna get burned out after a day or two and be like what's the point I don't need anything from this also what's the point I'm gonna grind for this armor to be 2.0 when shadow keep comes out there's a menagerie incentive I just don't think that's a strong enough incentive I forgot about the Menagerie, but like, are you really worried about Menagerie drops right now going up as we kind of sit in a holding pattern for Shadowkeep? I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be a a very strong motivator. I still feel like something's beneath the surface. Something else is going to happen today because they're coinciding it with the patch. uh, It's a patch that's messing with Reckoning, but Patches like this usually make a change in the game this close to a season ending. I I don't know. I don't know. It just feels weird. The whole thing feels weird to me. There's something off. There's something strange about it. Dan the Noob. Have they clarified what Shadowkeep gets us that new light and the season pass doesn't get us? Shadowkeep gets you all of the activities on the moon it gets you nightmare hunt vex offensive it gets you act well vex offensive seasonal you can't buy season of the undying separate as far as i know i mean maybe you can but why would you do that why are you going to spend ten dollars and not the i don't know i don't know why you wouldn't just buy shadow keep because you just get the season pass included but if you're if you're really on the fence and you just want to buy season of season of the undying for ten dollars i guess go ahead but Shadowkeep gets you all of the activities on the moon so it gets you the strike, uh, everybody gets the strikes I don't know man, it's confusing you get Eris Morn's loot pool, you get Nightmare Hunt, you get the raid and uh, yeah, you get the uh, yeah, I don't know, if you really start to splice like, oh I'd rather just buy Season of the Undying instead of Shadowkeep what am I missing out on it sounds to me like you'd be missing out on two loot pools, a sh- very, very short campaign, and I don't know. I would, I wouldn't, I don't know, because they're giving you a lot of free stuff for not paying. Like the strikes, you can patrol the moon, but you can't do the activities, the first mission of Shadow Keep, and then the, the PvP maps and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know why you would bust it up and try and do that. I just, I don't, I don't know why you would try and save the $25 or whatever you'd be saving by buying the Season of the Undying for 10 and not buying Shadowkeep. I, I don't know. Shadowkeep Deluxe Edition for 60 covers everything for the next 10 months, so that to me makes the most sense as far as value. If you're a if you're a player that loves Destiny. Pod Lingling, do you think the guns from year one should have been updated to random rolls to let us farm for better versions uh, than the static rolls? I want them to do this, but I gave a pretty... A pretty lengthy argument as to why they're not doing this yet I don't think they wanted to muddy the waters of monetized content with stuff that's already in the game I also don't think it would have gotten that much attention people are going to be focused on the new activities and the new loot pools and the new gear and the new guns and so 
I would think they'd want to save this to bolster content in winter, spring, and summer when that content will more than likely be pretty thin in comparison to Shadowkeep or Season of Opulence. So, OG Xanos says, should they bring back the year one parade armor from Ikora 2.0 starting armor sets un- damaged. I don't really care. I mean, I guess if they want to give her something that you could farm for. Uh, Cox, uh, at or whatever. I'm not sure how to say this. Long one, sorry. Let's say they bring back random rolls on year one armor and weapons. Year one armor is getting the 2.0, so let's read, let's, let's read phrases here. Random rolls to weapons. Year one weapons. Wouldn't it be cool if they had one to two weapons and armor on sale on a weekly rotation and that those are the only ones you could get in packages that week as well? So you could actually go farm them if you don't like the roll they are selling. This applies to every vendor in the game. I don't like them selling gun rolls at all. I don't like gun rolls getting updated and getting like rotated. I think that's terrible. The armor, all earned armor after Shadowkeep launches is 2.0. So part of your question is completely irrelevant. Like there isn't going to be a, you can go run EP or Leviathan and get armor and that armor will drop 2.0 and the stats will be random. So, you're, you know, what if they could get one to two weapons? You know, this is what I thought they could do. Just have rotating weapon bounties the way that Ada has, or had, hers don't rotate anymore. But like, you go to Devrim K, and this week he's got Hawthorne Shoddy in the Lincoln Green. And then the next week he has the call to serve in the Old Fashioned. And those are bounties that you can just keep grinding and repeating over and over and over and over again. That, to me, is a great way to get life out of those NPCs. While you're doing that, you can be raising your rank with Devrim. Devrim would have a seasonal rank and a seasonal rank reward that maybe it's like an ornament for the weapons that he sells. Maybe it's like a, a ghost, a ship, and a sparrow uh, that are in line with the, the EDZ theme, right? If you're going to do that, I think that gets a whole lot more legs outside of paid content because it can't be criticized. It's very clear that they're doing it as something free to keep the game world alive and... If it keeps the game world alive and keeps people playing, they're more likely to probably just spend the 10 bucks to get the premium track on the season pass book as well as the new activity as well as the uh, as well as the new loot pools. Um Cyber Cyberman uh, Mantis Cyber Mantis Sorry long question incoming. Do you really think that reworking the old weapons is a good distribution of resources? Uh, I totally agree that it would be awesome to get random rolls on Old Fashioned while doing a Flashpoint, but don't you think that rebalancing the guns and allocating a set of random perks is a different effort in the inflexible Tiger engine? I'd rather focus on the new content too if I were Bungie. Well, I think what you're saying is true to a point. Yes, they want to make sure and focus their attention on the new when they're selling like a $40 DLC. But when they're trying to keep you in the game and trying to woo you over to spend the $10, I think there's a healthy mix of free and not free. And you're oh allocating resources. They should be doing this instead. I, I'm not sure how difficult it would be for somebody to go in, the weapons team every season to go in and say, yeah, um, what kind of gun is it? Okay, it's a precision frame, 140 archetype hand cannon. Okay, yep, here's the perk pool for those guns. And they apply it to the gun. I don't know if internally that's too difficult, if it's going to cause database issues, if it's going to cause storage issues, then I could see them not doing it. But I just, I don't see why you wouldn't want to do that because then it's like there's always something getting added. There's always something getting refreshed and given that's that new car smell. Dreaded Zeke. 
do you think a vendor uh do you think instead of vendor refreshes we could see each vendor receive a quest for their 2.0 armor similar to the current iron banner quest oh i don't know that's going to be the other weird thing i didn't think about if you're trying to earn you know you want to get the whole armor set from titan and you want it to be 2.0 is there going to be a directional path to that or are you going to get a bunch of static rolled freaking year one weapons that you don't care about like i'm I, that's that's a good question i don't know Forza. Why was Mike so animate about giving non-paying customers more free content and quicker at the same time? I don't think you're, you were understanding Mike's position. Uh, Mike is 30 and so gaming and on the podcast last night the Rageous Roundtable he was taking up for casuals that he knew in his personal life that were worried about getting to the end of a season and feeling squeezed for money like well if you want to get this seasonal book you know finished out you got to spend some money and he was kind of worried about that like this could become a problem now I pushed back and so did Paul Tassi on the idea of like Bungie's not going to get to the end of a season and squeeze somebody for 15 bucks and then turn around and say oh by the way the new season's launching you got 10 bucks as well you got another 10 bucks um I feel like Mike's concern was I've got friends that are going to get to the end of the season and not be able to finish this is this just another way to monetize their their engagement is this just another way to squeeze money out of them so he wasn't animate about giving non-paying customers more free content and quicker he was concerned about the monetization structure of the book at the end of the season for in his mind what is a large portion of the community people that play less than eight hours a week because i pushed back on him and i said now hang on a minute is somebody going to get to the end of the season that plays less than eight hours a week and are they going to be really concerned about like getting everything out of the battle pass and his pushback was maybe maybe they got busy maybe they love the game and they just ran out of time you know who knows so i understand the concern i think again the protection against them being scummy about it is that at the end of the season you want that person feeling good and sort of won over to spend the ten dollars for the next season it isn't worth squeezing five dollars or ten dollars out of them if they feel like it's scummy and you tried to squeeze more money out of them and then they stop playing well then you then you failed at your aim your aim is to keep people in the game right it's a season pass, not a battle pass. Splitting hairs. Well, the reason I don't like calling it a season pass is because people game in the gaming industry, season pass often refers to you spending a fee and then getting all of that DLC. The expansion pass for Curse of Osiris and Warmind was commonly referred to as a season pass. So it's a confusing term to use. Battle pass, I know, is also confusing because people are like, well, the battle pass in Fortnite you get and then you got to spend money to activate it, the bottom part of it. It's kind of that way in Destiny, but Shadowkeep just automatically activates the whole thing. $10 for the winter season of Dawn just automatically activates the whole thing. There's no premium microtransaction. Um, so, call it a season pass then? I'll call it whatever the frick I want. I think battle pass is more clear. I think season pass is more confusing. So, I mean, I guess you can go gut check somebody else in the vocab they use. I think it makes more sense to call it a battle pass or a seasonal book. I've said that as well. It's like a seasonal book that you're completing. So, I just, I think at the bottom of it, 
Mike was making for good discussion. That's what he does. He plays devil's advocate. I don't think Mike's Mike's carrying the banner flag for casuals like, give them more free stuff and make it really easy to get. I thought it was a great discussion. I thought it was a really, really uh, good discussion because the way that, the way that, you know, Webski pushed back and was like, we can't make everybody happy. If you just try to make casuals happy, we're going to go back to D2. It was a really, really good discussion. I said seasonal. Yeah, but even seasonal pass, like even that can be misleading. Like, I just think it's very easy for somebody to misunderstand a seasonal pass. What does that get me? Like, here's the other confusing thing about it. The seasonal pass isn't even something you can buy. It's super confusing. The seasonal pass, the seasonal book, the Destiny 2 battle pass, it's just included when you buy a season. When I purchase Season of Dawn, I just get the whole thing. I just get it. So it's weird. You call it a season pass. A a seasonal pass. That's traditionally something that you, like, buy. You can't buy it. You cannot buy the season pass. You cannot buy the battle pass. It's just like, I just think... Battle pass makes the most sense because they just throw that into Fortnite and you just get it. And there's what they're doing. They're throwing it in. And when you buy a season, you get everything. You get the premium track when you buy the season. I don't know. Hollywood Zero says, I understand the time it takes for Bungie to make new armor sets, but isn't it possible to at least cycle colors that are in planetary shaders so that different sections are colored differently each season? Well, this is something I would love for them to do as a quality of life. We've talked about this before. If you're new and haven't heard this idea, I'm going to go through it very, very quickly. By the way, if you're new and enjoying the back and forth, it's like an interactive podcast. I do these discussions and Q&As all the time. Uh, the free and easy way to support me is to click the follow button. That's the little heart button. It also lets you talk in chat to submit questions. Okay, so let's preview buffer overflow on this. Let's actually let's actually zoom in on a piece of armor to make this a little bit easier to see. And we're gonna do it. Uh, let's do it on the let's do it on the recluse. The recluse. It's really easy to make my example. Okay. So I put cerulean divide on this gun. That makes that reminds me of that X Files episode where he's like, that looks like a cerulean blue, and he like hypnotizes the guy to pull the cop car out in front of the semi. If you guys remember that, you're OG. Okay. So cerulean divide is applying a shader of black, gray texture, blue, and green, okay? It's applying like a black, like almost like a charcoal. Charcoal, gray texture, blue, and green. Now, look where the blue and green land as an example. What if I really wanted the textures to stay where they are, but I wanted that blue to be green and the green to be blue? It'd be cool if I could highlight this and press a button to rotate it, okay? To rotate the shader. So it would rotate the color by number that's happening over here. That would be, I think, a really, really cool sort of quality of life. The reason it would be nice is because sometimes you come over here and you're like, dude, I want to make myself look like... Let me change my robes because these robes make it confusing. I'm going to come over here and I'm going to put on a metallic sunrise. And right now you're like, oh, that purple looks so great on that bird. But maybe on the arms, you wanted to like rotate or the boots. You wanted to rotate where the purple landed or like the helmet. Because sometimes the same shader lands on different armor pieces in like a really, really good different way. Like look at metallic sunrise here. That really bright purple is almost nowhere. You're getting the light purple on the bottom. 
So if I could go specifically to the helmet and rotate the shader's application, that would be really, really cool. I don't know if they can do that internally, but I think that would be awesome. That, that, would, that would ratchet up the, the customization for, you know, for the player. Dringle the Ape. Is it possible they are leaving some of the year one fixed weapons to be updated later like an April, April update or Age of Triumph so they have it in their back pocket? I said for a very long time they were going to put it in their back pocket. In a lot of my old videos and in, in Q&A sessions, I have said something to this effect. I think they're holding on to the year one weapons and the old NPCs and the old activities to bolster the next annual pass. I said that numerous times, right? So, I should I should remember my own words. Like, whenever Shadowkeep landed, I probably should have anticipated them not doing anything with year one stuff according to my own predictions. Like, to me, it's like, why would you be sitting on all that stuff? They go, they go, they go independent. Luke Smith indicates that the, the annual pass rhythm was really hard to maintain. It was really hard on the company. Well, if they're going to try and bolster that next annual pass, they're going to try and bolster the, the the winter, spring, and the summer. A really easy way to do that is to uh, throw in stuff that's already in the game and give it a give it a facelift, give it a, you know, give it a new coat of paint. Young, uh, young algae. What do you think about adding matchmaking for harder events like the Nightfall? It was frustrating when I started playing a few months ago. They're adding matchmaking to Nightfall. We're fairly confident. We're very confident they're adding matchmaking to Nightfall. We saw Nightmare Hunt on the moon with three difficulty settings. Adept, Hero, and Legend. 860, 920, and 950. For the lower two, Adept and Hero, 860, and 920 power levels matchmaking was enabled legend matchmaking was disabled at 950 if those difficulty spectrums are coming to nightfall I think it's safe to assume that both the adept and the hero difficulties would include matchmaking and that obviously means they're probably getting rid of the challenge card because I think it was Deej that was quoted at PAX or Gamescom saying they're coming up with new ways to challenge us in the nightfall Forza Regardless of Shadowkeep isn't a big expansion like Forsaken, shouldn't every year at least have one vendor reset? Again, we're we're trending into waters that I think we, we might not want to go, and here's what I mean. I don't know if we want to go down the road of saying every year Bungie should at least do this. Every year they should at least do blah blah blah. We should get a raid every every delivery, every content delivery. Uh, there's like a real big danger there because you're basically doing this like ultimatum thing and it's likely that we're eventually going to start listing things that either can't happen or don't happen according to kind of the way we envisioned it my thought process on the matter is this Bungie's job right now is to maintain a player base and generate revenue no, 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 don't start, don't start, you know, getting worried about microtransactions and calling me a, a Bungie apologist. Just hold on and listen, okay? When you think about a developer in Bungie's position, that's their goal. Maintain the player base and generate revenue. And the two are linked together because if they maintain the player base, those people are far more likely to spend money in the Eververse and buy seasonal content for $10, okay? If they're doing that questions have to be then asked the question has got to be put forth that do we really need an annual vendor reset in order to maintain the player base 
and generate revenue. And they might say, no, not really. Our internal data shows that people did not really interact with Zavala and Zavala's loot pool in Forsaken. It's it's not really it's not really something that drove people, right? They interacted with the other activities, the new activities, like where think of it like when they show those those heat maps for a crucible map. They have those heat maps. Bungie's gonna look at a heat map of the game and say, where did everybody cluster? Where'd they cluster? And they probably said they're not really clustering around those loot pools. Now, sure, they're going to cluster around when they have tokens, maybe, or they're going to cluster around when they're doing, like, a pinnacle content, a p- p- pinnacle uh, uh, quest, right? Um, so, you know, they haven't interacted with this loot pool because you can't interact with it. Well, that's what I mean. Like, going up to Zavala and filling him with tokens like like some slot machine until he spits out a service revolver that you like... It, again, go back to the two questions I said. They gotta maintain the player base and generate revenue. Is giving Zavala a couple new weapons and a new armor set, is that driving revenue and engagement? I think ultimately the answer to that question is probably no, it's not. What drives engagement and purchases? New stuff, new content, new loops, new pursuits. That's generally what drives engagement. Look at Menagerie, look at the Forges, look at the way the people grind Crucible, look at the way the people grind public events and flashpoints. I, I, I just don't think people are going up to Zavala or Shax. Listen, you gotta remember something. Uh, thank you, Starscream, for seven months. Welcome back. You gotta remember something. We're not in D1 anymore. We're not in Kansas anymore. We don't interact with NPCs the way we did in D1. There is no going up to Zavala and checking the rolls on his guns that week. Like, that's not a thing. Right? I'm not saying that they shouldn't give new loot pursuits to Zavala. I still think they should take the Aegis-style bounties, rotate one weapon a week, or one or two weapons a week, one armor piece, one weapon a week, with Aegis-style bounties in Zavala and in Shacks and in the Drifter. I still think they should do that and update that every season. I'm not disagreeing with myself here, but I'm telling you, with limited bandwidth and limited resources, when they answer the question, let's prioritize what generates engagement, what generates revenue, what keeps people playing, Zavala and Shacks and vendor refreshes are not at the top of the list. They're somewhere on the list, but they're not at the top of the list. Therefore, it got it fell off the bottom. It was close to the bottom, and they were like, okay, there's ten things on this list. We have enough bandwidth to do seven. And the bottom three things pff, fell down. We'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Put that over there for winter season. Put that over there for spring season. That's what I think ultimately happened here. Is they have got to just make those hard choices to say what gets the most engagement, what drives the most players, you know, daily to log back in, uh, what's likely to motivate purchase, and I just think those, those, those are important, but I think they're down far on the importance list, and they just fell right down and just didn't get done. Aaron3401, I try not to get too far into the vids because I want to be more surprised, but what if they are just showing off the transmog on armor with an Eververse ornament on it, and we don't really know what the raid armor will look like? Great attitude, but Dylan confirmed it is in fact raid gear, and when they get back from packs, they've got more information for us. I think that more information is going to be good news, not bad. 
I thought it was free. The forges brought forward some reworked old weapons. Why wouldn't they follow the same formula? Okay. Those weapons that they brought forward that were reskinned with random rolls were not the focal point of the forge, so it wasn't really something that was like a hot burner issue. When they, you know, when the forge gets established as a loot pursuit in in Black Armory, those weapons were not front and center. The re, you know, the reskin and the and the re-roll of the Acantha D or the Dead Man Walking Sidearm or the Swift Ride Pulse Rifle, like those were not front and center. What was front and center was Ada, and Ada was drawing your attention to the Genesis. The I almost said Genesis Chain, <laughs> the Ringing Nail Auto Rifle, the Hammerhead, the the Kindled Orchid. Um, you know, the, the I I dream about the Genesis Chain. Okay, guys, I I would love for it to come back. I miss it. Uh, but th- that's that's where they drew your attention, and those were new. Now, the other day I said it would have been better to put all those weapons inside the raid and take the Acantha D, the Swift Ride, and all those other ones and put those in Ada's, Ada's bounties. Do you want to know why they didn't do that? Do you want to know why Bungie probably shook their head and were like, nope, you're wrong, Lono, that would have been a terrible idea. Why would they have said that? For everything I've outlined today... The minute you sully and muddy the waters of monetized content with reskins and reused weapons, people will freaking pitch a fit. We saw a reskinned helmet for raid armor and, and the world imploded. Like, I, if, if, if we would have gone up to Ada and been like, oh, sweet, this looks cool. What is this? Oh, nice. It's, a, it's an auto rifle. Let me go get this auto rifle. It's the Galliard? What the frick? That was a year one weapon. Come on, Bungie. Nice reskins. Why am I paying for content I already had? That's exactly what people would have done. That's exactly why they didn't make them the focal point of the of the of the, of the forge. The forge was sort of the the meat and potatoes, the machine, the, the the thing that people cranked through that entire season, and it wouldn't have worked for the same reason it wouldn't work to muddy and sully Shadowkeep with a bunch of reskins of old gear, old activities. People would be like, "What am I freaking paying for?" If you think that's legitimate, if you're sitting there thinking, but, but but Lono, that's fine. Development time went into that. It would be a brand new weapon with brand new potential roles. What's the big deal? I just don't know if you understand the Destiny community. If you think that, that would have been totally fine or there's nothing wrong with it. There's like a level of na- na- naivety there. Naivety? How do you say naivety? Na- naivete? Whatever the frick. You're naive if you think that Bungie would get away with that. I, I just, I don't think, I don't think that people would have accepted it. Then like, I bought the annual pass and what are you going to do? You're just going to shove you're just gonna shovel old old guns in my face, you know? Forza, with the Luna nerf, enhanced grenade launcher will be the new must-have perk. Just wanna chat to rage. What? Why did you submit this question, Forza? You've submitted good questions. Please don't do that. Not my name. One, two, three. Kind of off topic, but with everyone getting boosted to 750 power, do you think planets and activities will be brought up? I would love for them to clarify this because I want to know what are you doing with Leviathan? Is Leviathan still gonna? Is Leviathan gonna get rejuvenated? It's gonna have its power level raised. What are you doing with Last Wish? What are you doing with the Raid Layers? What are you doing with Scourge? What are you doing with Crown of Sorrow? Like, what are you doing with all these pieces of content? Are they gonna be raised in power level? Are they gonna start dropping powerfuls and pinnacles? Are they gonna help us level? or they invalidated I would feel like since everybody's 750 strikes dailies and and public spaces would go up to 750 and I feel like you could repurpose the old raids to be a worthy pursuit of content if it's dropping powerfuls and like Leviathan's 800 
and the raid layers are 825 and last wish is 850 and scourge is 875 and and crown is 900 ship it like there you go like there's a spectrum of as you're leveling up you could run those raids to help give you little boosts but you wouldn't run them all on the front end right because they would they would only be accessible once you hit those power those power climbs um so but i don't but i don't know i also don't know if people are are, are really going to want to run those old raids for armor 2.0 and static roll weapons you know now they haven't spoke to that so it's possible that all previous raids are getting a makeover if they had static rolls so leviathan and the two layers would get a would get a, a pass they'd pass over them and say all right we're gonna we're gonna give these weapons random rolls it's one pool um because armor 2.0 is in there it's a weird thing to be getting armor 2.0 and static roll weapons like what is this i don't know i think they would have said something by now there's still a part of me that thinks they're holding on to a weapon announcement to do closer to borderlands you know it, it would be so weird to literally say nothing about weapons all the way to shadow keep i just i really really wonder who made that call like it did luke smith i i just i have such a hard time imagining luke smith and all the team leads and everyone sat down and didn't think to themselves we're not really focusing on the guns and the weapons this is this is a looter shooter it's it's a it's one of the more satisfying shooters in existence and we're not going to do anything with the weapons nothing is there anything cool going on with the weapons Oh, you can forge weapons with Eris, and there's new weapons in in Vex Offensive and Nightmare Hunt and the Raid. Yeah, but are you doing anything to them, or am I grinding for another Rampage Outlaw roll on a pulse or a hand cannon? Am I grinding for another threat level shotgun with, you know, um, trench barrel? I just, I, I don't know. I, I just, it would be very, very odd for them to look at the landscape of Destiny players and think. We're going to win everybody over a couple of weeks after Borderlands comes out with armor investment. I I don't know. Remember Hamrick and Newski left? Maybe something to do with that? I I don't know, dude. We'll wait. We'll wait. I don't know. There is a part of me that thinks they still have something in the the hat that they're going to pull out closer to the end. Uh, Dak Cray with 36 months. That's a three-year badge. Welcome back, dude. Donnie Vino... Uh, guys, in about five minutes, we're going to end Q&A because we're getting really close to reset. I want to be able to like go in right away and in, in, interact with the new stuff because I, I, st- I think, I don't know, I still feel like something's going to be going on. Um, I should probably back out and get the update, right? I would think that, I would think that there's, there's got to be a, uh, an update um, or has the update not been pushed out yet. There's supposed to be a patch uh, going out and um, let's see here. Uh, check for updates. No, there ha- the update has not been pushed out. So, um, we'll read the patch notes and everything, and we'll kind of wait and see what's going on. The update is supposedly at 105. Oh, that's odd. Five minutes after reset. Interesting. Um, okay, anyway. Donnie Vino, do you think it's time to bring some NPCs that are on the farm or Mercury into the tower so that we can centralize quests and strike starting points? The tower should be repaired by now. Uh, and it would allow unused areas to be removed from the game. Oh, I love this. Yes, get rid of the get rid of the farm. Yeah, bring everybody, bring everybody to the far uh, from the farm to the tower. And listen, 
I'm, I'm telling you right now, I, I, I think you could get away with bringing Brother Vance to the tower, blowing up Mercury, and then we just just leave the infinite forest as like this drifting anomaly that we can we can we can instance into. I, I just I, <laughs> I'm just like get Mercury the frick out of the game, dude. Get, get Mercury out and get the farm out. You want to save space? You want to take content out of the game? Just do that. Well, people will complain that bought Curse of Osiris. Let them complain. Like, come on. Who who is that person? That would be like, I can't believe you took out Mercury. I spent money two years ago on that, and it should stay in the game for forever. Oh, shut the frick up. Like, do that, and then the infinite force is like set adrift, and it kind of floats in orbit around Mars, and we can fast travel an instance into it, so you can still do verdant forest and haunted forest, or whatever the frick you want to do with infinite forest, but like, get rid of Mercury and get rid of the farm, and that'll be like, instantaneous <laughs> instantaneous new new content space <laughs> man we have room for all these activities in here can you believe it getting rid of mercury man that was genius <laughs> um sony cb if bungie's excuse for avenger refresh is it's too much work and they don't have enough time then what would be an alternative that would work to please the community um what i said uh, you know, adding adding vendor refreshes and activity refreshes for free during a season instead of having it cost money. Trillhouse BB with uh, three months of subs, welcome back. Or Thrillhouse BB, sorry. Born Phenom. I've been thinking, what if a technical restriction with year one content is the reason Bungie makes year two versions of year one weapons as opposed to updating the world drops and the year one vendors with random perks? I, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's technical restrictions and they have to like rebuild the guns. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm curious as to if it's as simple as saying this weapon now has random rolls, like is that is it or or are you more on the money and it's something where they have to literally like recreate the gun? Or are they trying to like give us ways to get all those weapons and that was a way of freeing up our vault space? I have no idea. I don't know. Beating the raid blows up Mercury? That'd be be amazing. That would be amazing. Nobody would miss it. They'd be like, wait, Mercury's gone? Oh, gosh, yes. I never have to do that as a flashpoint again. I think people would be happy. Uh, uh, Saab Gaming and Info says, off topic, what about changing Crucible so that the game mode would have standard guns in the mode, random guns from each participant can drop around the map, no, I'm not even going to entertain this. You're just putting forth your idea to completely change Crucible, and I don't think we want to do that. They've got to get Crucible into a lane where they're in control, not completely reinvent it. Steve, in Destiny New Light, a good time for a beginner to start Destiny. I know it's free, but will it be a good learning experience for a rookie? I don't know exactly what kind of tutorials they're going to take you through, but I think it'd be a great way, to a great time to jump in, yes. Operator Perry says... In the same vein of gear diversity, what loot pool do you think the new dungeon will pull from, assuming it's on the moon? I have zero clue. Lenny Pops. Do you think they need to completely overhaul the exotic weapons and how they function in their purpose to make them more unique and useful? This is a really broad question. I mean, my answer on exotics has been pretty consistent. There's a handful of exotics that should probably just be turned into legendary pinnacles that can be re-earned, like the Graviton Lance. 
uh, as an example. There's a lot of them that were just were created at a time where they don't they don't really work as an exotic. In general, I think primary weapons only feel like exotics when you take them into the crucible. Last word, Ace of Spades, um, Outbreak Perfected. Outbreak Perfected feels like an exotic in a couple instances where like everybody's using one of the nanites or stacking, and, and and bad juju. Outside of that, so many, so many of the exotic primaries are just like, why would you use that? Why? You're making your. There's so many strong exotics in the game, even the cold. I mean, Cold Heart, and then you go on down into the exotics that are heavy, and it's just. I don't know. A lot would need. I think a lot needs done to exotics. I just don't know. Because, for example, how do you feel about the Sunshot's mag increase? Is that really why you're not using Sunshot? It has a really fast reload. So, are you really avoiding Sunshot when you load up PVE content because of the mag size? With a hand cannon reloader and that thing's reload speed, it, it's it, it, that's not a pain point. Oh man, 12 shots. I'm really going to pull out my sunshot now. The frick are you even talking about? I mean, if if solar burns on, I'm going to run like I'm probably going to run Prometheus lens. I might run 1K. I might run Sleeper if they bring it back to its former glory. I don't know. If you like sunshot, good for you. Awesome. If people are presently not using Sunshot is the real question. If you're not presently using Sunshot because you never really felt like it was strong enough to warrant being an exotic, is more gun, is more ammo in the mag really going to win you over? Um, that's four dudes I can kill before reloading. Yeah, but again, it in PVE content, I what like who's playing that way? The, the, the milliseconds of the reload that you're avoiding, the reload on the sunshot's already really good. You're just, I don't know. I don't know. Patch notes are up. Okay. Well, we're going to cut it there and get ready because reset's in five minutes. And we're going to get ready for this new challenge and this new thing. So if your question didn't get answered, I'm sorry. We're going to keep discussing. I could even continue to scroll through it. But I'm going to chop the Q&A here. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe.